Hi, it's Calvin again, the See Here Love Studio Floor Manager, and Melinda's got a great show for us today on leading yourself and your team well through challenging times. I think we could all use some good tips on effective leading and leadership qualities. So grab your phone, your journal, or your yellow pad of paper, and get ready to take a lot of notes, because this show is jam-packed with leadership resources, reflections, development tools and stories, and so much more. That's coming up right here on See Here Love. You are seen, you are heard, you are loved by God. You're not alone, you're fully known, you are loved by God. Thanks again, Calvin. I am so glad you are here in the studio with me, and I love your introductions. And today I'm really, really excited about our guests and all that you and I will be learning about leadership especially through difficult and challenging times that we have definitely found ourselves in recently. This theme came up over a dinner I was having with a girlfriend. We were socially distanced, of course, and how difficult it was to lead her team in this next new normal. She didn't have answers. She didn't know what the future held for her or her team. There was so much uncertainty, and she was unfamiliar with how to navigate in and through this new season. And she was also unsure of herself as a leader because she had never been here before. Do you relate? So I decided to do a show on it, how to lead yourself and your team well through challenging times. And I asked some incredible Canadian women leaders, Chad Veach, pastor of Zoe Church in LA, and Joe Saxton, leadership coach in Minneapolis, to lend their voices and expertise to this topic today. Well, I'm here with two incredible Canadian leaders, Shayla Visser, Senior Vice President of Alpha International and National Director of Alpha Canada in Vancouver, British Columbia, and Sue Wigston, CEO of GiveSome in Guelph, Ontario, to talk about leading ourselves and our team as well. Welcome, Shayla and Sue, to See Here Love. Thank you. Thanks for having us. So thrilled to be back on. Yes, I know. For both of you, I'm so glad. Let's start off right with this question, which is an interesting question, but necessary. How do you lead yourself well through challenging times? Shayla, let's start <laughs> with you, this leading of yourself. It seems so foreign and strange to say, but important. Well, let's just say that I think I'm the hardest person to lead. My <laughs> team is harder. No one else is harder than leading myself because I think as the leader, you have to be self-motivated and you have to find that place in which leadership bubbles up from you, that motivation bubbles up from you and the passion, your vision, your conviction mm -hmm. really needs to come out of a place inside of you. And for me as a Christian, that place comes from my relationship with God in which he gives me uh, a full tank of energy. He gives me strength. He gives me wisdom that I wouldn't ordinarily have. And from that place, of relationship with God, I'm able to then move forward to lead other people. So for me, it's about leading myself into a place of intimacy with God and out of that leading others. But again, I'm the hardest person to lead and I'm learning. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your honesty and authenticity, Shayla. <laughs> That's good. So what about you? How do we lead ourselves, lead yourself well? I, I agree with everything that you just said. And uh, I had to really make a commitment when this season started and I, I changed careers on April 1st of this year. So I'm in a whole new environment and I really had to make a commitment to take care of myself. And I had to make that commitment that I would change some of my, my patterns. I would, I would be um, 
so intentional about every morning, starting the morning with my quiet time. And I just had to have that. And I believe that as a leader, the body follows the head. And I knew that if I was not healthy through this time, and if I could not be at my best this time, then I can't lead others to be their best at this time. So I really found I had to make that commitment. And I also had to give myself permission to really use this as a season of learning and just admit that there's a lot of answers I don't have right now. And as a leader, you don't count on me to have all the answers. You count on me to continue to learn and help find the answers. So those are okay. two things that I, I really had to focus on. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, that is really, really good. A lot of times we don't take care of ourselves and then we lead out of like an empty tank all the time. And then we're surprised when we have burnout and we're exhausted. And it makes a lot of sense that we need to lead ourselves and take care of ourselves well. Uh, one of the biggest questions, uh, Shale and Sue, for me has been people saying, how do I lead my team well through this very challenging, unfamiliar time? I want to get tips from you because you're leading teams. What would you say, maybe one or two examples of how to lead your team well in, in a time that nobody would have guessed would be like this for 2020? Shayla. I think, first of all, listening has played a huge role in my leadership in this season about listening to the team and what they need and actually slowing down. I'm a real activator personality. And so slowing myself down to enter into where they at, you know, many of them have had to have kids at home. And of course, they now they're back at school. And so there's a lot of different changes happening. And so I'd say listening has been primary. A second thing in leading teams is to be a person of hope. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important that I'm a person of hope. And then the last I'd say is that I'm a per person of peace, that I am not flap all in a flap about what's been happening, but rather that I find a place to be centered, to be a person of peace so that I bring hope and I can listen and enter into what others are going through. I think that's really led us to a season of great success in our line of work and an ability to serve our customer well as mm -hmm. we do a national work. Yeah, and it sounds like not to be so reactive, right? Because sometimes when you're not listening, a lot of times when we don't listen, then we react out of places that then cause a lot more issues <laughs> down the line. So I love that person of peace, that's good. That's really, really good. Sue, for you, leading your team well through challenging times. Yeah, I have, uh, I've learned a lot about this and especially I'm a, I'm a people with people kind of person. And so doing this remotely, uh, there's really three things that I have found if, uh, if my teams are going to feel confident and comfortable, uh, first is alignment is making sure that everybody is aligned around vision around current priorities, you know, daily, weekly, and that they understand how they fit. Uh, the second has been to really take the time to set clear expectations. And I find that when people are sitting at home, sometimes they're just like, well, what am I supposed to be doing? And is this what they really want? And I can't just pop in and ask. So taking the time to set clear expectations and then constantly, and, and I agree, it comes down to listening, figuring out what each person needs in order to feel engaged. And it's different for absolutely everybody. So really focusing on, are we aligned? Do people have clear expectations? And does everybody individually feel engaged? That's kind of my checklist every single day. Yeah, that's fantastic. Encouragement to those struggling today, I mean, with motivation, with direction, with hope for so many people who are leading, small teams, big teams, leading their self. Shayla, what would you say as encouragement to the people listening and, and, and watching going, help me? 
Well, I think that's a cry of the heart of every leader who's saying, help me, how can I learn and grow in this season and lead well? And so I actually, there's a Bible verse that I love from the book of Jeremiah in the Old Testament, and and it's in chapter 33, and it's verse 3, and it says, a call to me, and this is saying about God, call to me, and I will tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. And I love that Bible verse because whether you adhere to the Christian faith or whether you're just like, hey, I have spiritual questions, you too can call to God and say, hey, if you're real or if you believe he's real, call to him and he will tell you great unsearchable things you do not know. I believe we have a God who wants to really help us to lead well and will give us hints about what we should be doing to plan for the future. So I'd say that's a spiritual answer. And then on a practical level, I have really... Uh, come to pull myself back to say, hey, we can't plan a year out or three years out like we used to. We have to plan actually in six, eight weeks chunks. And then, you know, thinking to Christmas and what are we going to do and not think further ahead than that. There's so much unknown that we have to be comfortable with the unknown and lead with what we do know in this moment. So long-term planning is not probably smart at this point, but short-term sprints is the way to go. And I think in doing so, people won't feel the burden of, I have no idea where we'll be in a year from now. Nobody does. But if you take it in short sprints, I think you'll find that if your vision is clear and compelling, like Sue said, and you know what you're doing, that you'll just stay on track in shorter sprints than you've done before. That is Mm -hmm. great, great advice. Sue, you're nodding your head like this as Sheila's going... What would you say for encouragement for leaders today? (laughs) I so agree. You know, I just finished something called Win the Day Challenge with with John Gordon. It was a 14-day challenge. And one of the days, uh, the encouragement that just blew me away was our purpose is greater than the challenges that we face. And the more time I can spend just going back to my purpose, which is to love God and love people, that will overcome every challenge that I have every day. And it forces me to listen, or sorry, sorry, to talk more to myself rather than listen to myself. And, you know, the more I talk and just speak those words of truth, I will stop hearing the complaints and the noise and the fears that I have. And my mantra for years has been, you know, we have the promise and we have the promise from God and he has given us his word and I have read the end of the book and we win, but we're in chapter seven right now and chapter seven sucks. And that's okay because <laughs> chapter eight is a brand new chapter with hope ahead. And so that, you know, is a mantra I tell myself every single day. So good. So good. So good. To both of you, thank you so much. Shayla and Sue, these are great tips and learnings for me and I know for our viewers and listeners. Thanks also for being such inspirations of women in leadership. Yes, yes, and yes, we're cheering you on. Thank you for those great tips. Um, I know lots of people are gonna be writing notes and thank you so much for being on the show. I am so thankful for the women leaders in my life who have mentored me and championed me through my career and life. And one new friend and women leader who inspires me every day on her social media and through her books is the formidable Joe Saxton. Joe, welcome to our show on leadership. Hi, it's great to be here and a wonderful subject to be with you in. I know, I can see the passion in your eyes. So let's start off because I know this is our, you know, this season six, every month we're talking about, but what is the first, well, what you would say, real issue that holds women back from leading and stepping into leadership? I think I would use two words, imposter syndrome. Ah, 
<laughs> yes. Let and yes. Think in. Yes. Imposter syndrome. That feeling like that we are a fake. That who do we think we are? Who do you think you are thinking you should be leading? Um, that you've got the talents. And isn't it arrogant that you should say you've got a vision and a dream for something? Imposter syndrome, I think, um, has a lot of broken dreams living in its house. Wow. And I'm saying yes, because I understand that because every job that I have walked into and, and gotten, I've always suffered from imposter syndrome, like just waiting to be found out, right? Waiting yeah. to be found out that I actually don't know how to produce a show or I don't know how to write that fundraising plan. Absolutely. Mm. How do people get past that? How do women get past that? Because that's tough. That's hard. Yeah, and, and it is. And I think I think you're right in terms of it coming round. It can be a bit of a loop that comes round again and again. And, but I found a couple of things that have been particularly helpful. First of all, although this isn't what you want to do, I think you have to name it. You have to call it out and say, rather than give yourselves reasons for not doing something and hiding away, you actually have to start having a conversation and saying, I feel like a bit of a fake here. In your prayer life to say, God, I want to do these things, but um, I don't think I'm good enough. So that's one of the things I encourage people to do. The second is to talk to somebody else. Often, and in fact, a lot of the data shows one of the ways we get past imposter syndrome is someone telling you the truth about who you are, oh. what you've actually accomplished, what you're worth, what your value, what your value is. So for us, I think there is a sense of who does God say you are? <laughs> who has God always said you were? What did, it, what did he say he would empower you to do? That's one part of it, because his power is made perfect in our in our weakness. Yes. But also with the people around us, for them to remind us of our story with God and our story and our journey to, um, to say, do you remember when you did that? Do you remember when you accomplished this? Do you remember when you had that project? And say the person then, you may not have all the skills right now. Uh, you're a lifelong learner as a leader. You may not have all the skills right now, but the person then and the God who was with you then will lead you in this oh, journey now. Good. You don't have to these dreams for him he is calling us to follow him even as we lead that is so encouraging because a lot of times women won't lead because of the imposter syndrome they don't lead well because of the imposter syndrome they crumble and are always anxious and stressed yeah. out because they think they're going to get found out because of the imposter syndrome so imagine that thousands of women around the world dealing with imposter syndrome and you're just like wait a second whoa i love what you just said you know who are you who does god say you are I think it's hugely important because the, here's the thing that that sometimes, honestly, Melinda keeps me up at night. What isn't happening because imposter syndrome had the last yeah. word? Yeah. What what um what shows aren't being produced? What songs aren't being written? What businesses aren't being launched? Churches not being started? Ministries not being birthed? Anti-human trafficking initiatives? Um, all these incredible dreams that are still buried because imposter syndrome has had a really loud voice and it's overwhelmed us. That's why it's really hugely important. We keep on working out how we can put it in its place, which is behind us. Beautiful. So somebody says, yes, yes, Joe, I'm with you. What's the first thing they can do? They're listening to you and they're saying, I'm there, I'm with you. What can I do? I think the first thing I want, I want you to do is I want you to go to, first of all, Psalm 139, where it talks about how well God knows us. And it talks about, and it's written by a leader. It's written by a leader who had a very complicated life. Very complicated story. Um, hero in some moments, bad choices yes. in other moments. Oh, yes. To put it 
to put it nicely, but he says, I, and there's a point where he says, I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. And I think we start by saying that over our leadership, saying that over our calling, saying that over ourselves, over our bodies and say, you know what, God, I'm praising you because this is how you made me for this. You wired me. Um, with these dreams and these ideas and these abilities and gifts. And I'm not going to hide it and call it humility anymore. Hmm. My first step is I'm going to let the word say what my value is, not what my fears say my value is. Wow. And I think that can translate over, Joe, to you know our theme today of leading yourself well and your teams well through challenging times. I think you're, you're, you're sort of identifying and pointing us to the scriptures of who God says we are and how God is going to help us through. Yeah, and, and I mean, and talk about challenging times. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yes. I mean, I think the levels of vulnerability and the levels of weariness because of the ambiguous nature of the losses that we're encountering day in, day out, and without, you know, if there was a crisis and you knew the date it would end, then maybe you could run across the finish line, but we don't know. There's so many unknowns. And so I think for me, in, in terms of leading myself, uh, well in this moment is an honest vulnerability weep before god when i need to grieve when i need to remind myself about who he is and um and keep on partnering with him and saying lord what does it look like to show up and serve yeah thank you joe saxton that was amazing and i, I can't wait to hear all the rest because that was our first real issue imposter syndrome and then every month they're going to be bringing something that's holding us women back from stepping in to our leadership and leading and to the places that God has called us to. So thanks so much for your thoughts. Um, everybody should get your book, which I see behind you there, which is great. <laughs> great placement. And I can't wait to hang out with you next month. Thank you. Hey, it's Kelvin again, interrupting the conversation to let you know that you can find more inspiring content, full interviews, behind the scenes, and trivia contests with our guests on YouTube. You can also follow See Here Love's Instagram and Facebook for daily encouragement. And one more thing, if you like what See Here Love is doing, please support us at seeherelove.com slash give. Thanks, and now back to the show. Chad Veach, the pastor of Zoe Church, the fastest growing young adult church in Los Angeles, and the author of a new book, Help, I Work With People, Getting Good at Influence, Leadership, and People Skills, as he shares the three phases of leadership as we lead through these challenging times. Chad, how do you lead yourself well? The hardest person to lead is me. I would love to say the hardest person to lead is that person in the office or that person give me the problems or my sibling or my aunt or you know fill in the blank. But it's always me, my attitude, my perspective, my healing, getting comfortable in my skin. And so I think you know we start there because all of life and leadership starts with how do I lead myself? And if I can master that, the rest of life and the rest of leadership gets really, really easy. So I gotta figure out, how do I hold my feet to the fire? How do I hold myself accountable? How do I get really, really healthy as a person? Because healthy relationships are contrived of healthy individuals. How do you become a people person and influencer? Well, I think it starts with us, you know, wanting to serve people. You know, the whole point of the book is that we want more for people than from people. 
And so when that becomes my desire, listen, Jesus is the greatest leader that ever walked the face of the earth. And the reason why he's the greatest, how could you not follow somebody that looks at his his crew? He says, we got to keep going to the next city because I got to go die for you. I only exist for your betterment and your improvement. So if we want to really make an impact on culture and our community, in our church setting, fill in the blank uh, where we have influence, it's got to be from a servant's heart that we want to add value. We want to serve others. And uh, it's so the book is not like, oh, help, I work with people. It's more like help, I work with people and I want to get really good at doing this. Chad, how do you create a culture where shared vision can grow? Well, I think it starts with our own conviction. You know, it's the whole thing. They're not excited about it unless I'm excited about it. So if I believe in this change we're making in the company and I'm really passionate about it, that's going to bleed out of me. People are going to feel that energy. They're going to feel that excitement. And you just can't fake that kind of stuff. You you know, you got to live as a passionate person. Uh, You got to live inspired to be an inspiration. And I think the more that you lean into your leadership and into what you're about, it just flows out of you. So it, it, leadership's that thing that can't be forced, can't be contrived, cannot be manipulated. It's got to be natural. And so if I want to be an inspiration, I got to keep filling up my cup to overflow. Can anyone be an influencer or leader? Well, they say that the average person will influence or impact 70,000 people in their lifetime. So if you're a stay-at-home mom, if, if, you know, if you don't lead something big, you're still influencing 70,000 people in your lifetime. So I think we got to just realize, okay, I didn't ask for all this influence. I don't deserve all this influence, but I have it. So the question is not if you have influence. The question is, what are you going to do with your influence? And we've got to really identify, like you said, uh, is it for the good of others? Are we are we really trying to make a positive impact? Because if we can resolve our our motives, one of my favorite books right now is also The Infinite Game by Simon Sinek. Here I am plugging somebody else's book. But he really talks about discovering your why. When you know why you exist, then you'll do good with your influence. Well, as leaders, we sometimes struggle to belong. How do we work through this? We start, in my opinion, with the thought that we belong to God. You know, long before you knew God, God knew you. He literally knit us together in our mother's womb. You know, the Bible says we are fearfully and wonderfully made. So you belong to God. Long before you believe in him, you already belong to him. It's kind of like, you know, Toy Story when you know Andy would mark all of his toys and put his name on on Buzz or put his name on Woody, you know all of us have been marked and imprinted by God's love, and so I think you know we're not trying to live to prove that I belong here. I'm a living from I already know I belong, and so that first step allows me to belong well in other spheres of society and culture. Chad, your encouragement to leaders who are struggling today. Well, I think the first thing that you could start doing is looking at the person in the mirror. 
You know, it's like I'd love to play the blame game, but the blame game doesn't get me anywhere in life. So I've got to look in the mirror. You can't do life well if you're doing people wrong. So I got to look in the mirror and say, what, what's wrong with me? What, what childhood trauma do I need to get healed from? What, you know, uh, abuse or uh, betrayal do I need to get over and get past? What fallout of relationship? Because I really want to do people well, but I cannot do that until I get healthy and until I get whole. I'm loving the conversation today that we're having about leadership, leading ourselves and leading other people in really challenging times. This is a challenging time for all of us, but it is so upsetting when I see leaders online, Christian leaders who have had another public debacle, public failure. Why? Because their character and their life didn't match their competency as a leader. They might've been an amazing leader, all kinds of skills to lead some large organization, but it all crashes and burns when their character falls apart. I think of King David, as it says in Psalm 78 at verse 72, King David, who was not perfect, who had all kinds of struggles, uh, but this is the kind of leader he was. It says, David shepherded the people with integrity of heart and with a skillful hand, he led them. That is, he had integrity of heart, character development, but also skillful hand, competency, character and competency. So many leaders today are being held in leadership positions far longer than their character can can carry them. That um, people who have been um, with a lot of charisma, been raised up into positions, but aren't actually qualified to lead. You maybe know some of those people. I encourage you not to be that kind of person. Would you commit to not just having a secret life, have a private life. We need some private places to work on our stuff, to talk about our struggles openly, but not a secret life. If you have a secret in your life, get rid of it today. Tell somebody about it. That's how you get rid of a secret. You have to tell somebody. Share with someone trusted, confess our sins one to another. And that is how we can begin to lead with that kind of level of integrity of heart. I encourage you as leaders in these hard times, to leave a room smelling like the fruit of the Spirit, that in everywhere that you lead, that you would leave a scent, a feeling, an experience of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, because that is the kind of leadership we need in hard times. That is the kind of leadership that will carry you through, not just in this moment, but all the eras of your life, so that you end your career as a leader with the Lord saying to you, well done, good and faithful servant, not because you, you were perfect, Perfect, but because you sought for integrity of heart just as much as you sought for skillful hands. Wow, what a great show. Great conversations with some amazing leaders. And I learned a lot and I needed to hear their words. You know, as I lead this See Here Love team, because I wanna be a highly effective leader, I want to lead my team well through challenging times and easier times. And I think that's what's at the heart of this. Leading is serving, leading is loving, leading takes courage, honesty, and hard work. And the best person to look to for effective leadership is Jesus. He led by example, he rested, he delegated, he chose the unpopular way, he chose people. And he included all people in his circle. He stood up to the naysayers, the religious pious people, and embraced the poor, the marginalized, the fringe, and the women. He was radical, yet humble, and he lived out what he believed, and he sacrificed himself, died for us, because he loves us. Now that's a true leader. 
But for resources on leadership, blogs and shows, go to seeherelove.com. And you can also sign up for our weekly newsletter and devotional there. Make sure to connect with us on YouTube, podcast, radio, video streaming. We'd love to hear from you. And as you lead yourself and your team through very challenging times, you are not alone. Be encouraged. God is with you. And know that you are seen, heard, and deeply loved by Him. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Kelvin again. Don't forget to sign up to be a See Here Love host for the day. Take over Melinda's chair at seeherelove.com slash takeover. See Here Love with Melinda Estabrooks is a production of Crossroads Christian Communications Incorporated, a member of the Canadian Council of Christian Charities. To support this program, please visit seeherelove.com and click the donate button or call 1-800-265-3100. And from me and the See Here Love team, thanks so much for your support.